I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often in hours. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one-day rule on its head and offer back-to-back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code DATABLE and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. Hi, I'm Yui Shu. And I'm Julie Kraftchik. We're active daters turned dating sociologists. Here to dive into everything modern dating and relationships. Welcome to the Dateable Podcast. Wonderful friends. So happy to have you back for another bonus episode where you'd get just Julie and I <laughs> shooting the shit about whatever's on our mind. We love doing these episodes because like we wing them. These are things that are top of mind. We talk about them when we're offline. So might as well bring them online. One of the things you and I have been talking about for a while is that, you know, this podcast is primarily focused around dating, romantic relationships and love. But we also discount a lot of other important relationships in our lives. And I mean, I know both of us feel so strongly about friendship. I feel like there was a big period of my life that I actually probably prioritized friendship over Mm -hmm. romantic relationships. 
consciously or unconsciously, don't even know. But I think there's so many benefits to friendship. And I think sometimes I've been guilty of this before of like getting together with my friends to discuss dating. Mm -hmm. And while that certainly is a positive to have that support system in place, I think it goes so much deeper than that. And we're also focused on finding connection and the connection that's missing in our lives if we're dating and looking for a romantic partner. But we fail to recognize the connection that's right there already for us. Mm-hmm. And I know personally, for me, this was actually so paramount before I met my current partner because I actually put less pressure on dating because I was having that fulfillment through my friendships. Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel like so connection starved like I did maybe in the past. Yeah, I think friendships provide that human connection that's so necessary to feel fulfilled. And what I find interesting about friendships is that I can have different friends for different interests. I never expect one friend to be everything for me, (laughs) yet I've definitely put that pressure on a partner before, expecting them to be everything on my list. And in some ways, I want to bring that over to dating, though, how I view friendships, just like we are all so multifaceted and we have multiple interests. I don't ever go to one friend for everything that I want to do in a given day. And in fact, I think it's awesome that I can diversify my friendships. So should you look at your partner as just one facet of a friendship instead of like that being your whole world? We've talked about this before on episodes, but I feel like the way we view dating is actually part of the problem Mm -hmm. is that it's so formulaic it's so prescribed with friendship you would never be like i'm on my fifth hangout with ua (laughs) or let me dtr and make sure we're bff and we're never gonna have any other friends like you would never yeah do that and i remember being in like the thick of dating and i remember being with our friend elsa give her a shout out hi elsa you know she's been pretty much with her college sweetheart. So she never really did the whole dating thing. It's true. Yeah. But she worked at a dating app for a while. So she knew about dating. And I remembered her talking to me and she was like, I feel like what's missing in dating is just giving people time and like letting mm-hmm. things naturally, organically unfold. Because if you think about like us, for instance, me and her, mm-hmm. we became friends because we worked at Yahoo together and we'd take the bus home every day together. So we'd have like an hour and a half drive from the South Bay Mm -hmm. in the Bay Area to San Francisco. In day one, we were not best friends. We were just like strangers getting to know each other. And then you fast forward five years later, and she's one of my best friends. Mm -hmm. It didn't happen overnight. It just is something that kept building. And I get it to some degree. It's like when we're positioned to think we only need to find one person for dating, you can't like wait five years to see if something's going to unfold necessarily in that same apples to apples comparison. But I also do think it puts a perspective that like we can't just expect this instant connection all the time. Yeah, the instant connection is so flawed, even in friendships. People that I felt really close to, first time meeting them, I'm not friends with them anymore. And I think that's how human connection goes. And we should be okay with that. But we just don't put the same amount of pressure on our friends that we do on our potential partners. It's very strange. But the flip side of that is that sometimes I feel like I don't work on my friendships (laughs) the way I work on my relationships, right? Because I put so much emphasis on making a relationship 
relationship work and give you all just a little behind the scenes look at Julie and I, our friendship. There were definitely times where we put the podcast Mm. before our friendship and it took someone coming in, will not give him credit, but this I still (laughs) swear this is kind of a relationship changing moment for us. And he said, you two need to establish your friendship first when you get on a call or you get in a meeting with each other before you get to business. So like, can you check in and say, how are you doing? How's your day? How are you, my friend? Before you go into all the business tasks. And I think that really changed the dynamic of our friendship is that we know we prioritize our friendship before this podcast. Yeah. And we actually ended up going on a friend date, remember? Yes. We went to a sushi restaurant because you're right. And I think this is actually like for us, it's like a whole other layer with like a business partner too. Yeah. But you never go to therapy with a friend, right? No. In the past, if I just drifted away from someone that's what would happen. I would just not really be friends with them anymore. Yeah. And I think what happened with you and I is like, we were like, yeah, first business partners. This was one period of doing this podcast. But I think it was like, yeah, I was single. You were like in it with your boyfriend at that time. Like we had diverged a little where in the past we kind of like did more together. So I think there was a lot of like just our friendship had drifted, but we never addressed it Mm -hmm. because usually you don't address it. And then it was like, coming through in weird resentment ways because it was more than just like the podcast. It was actually like our friendship was like a little ruptured at that point. For sure. Yeah. And I think that was probably the most conflict we had in the podcast at that point. Yeah. And the root of it was our friendship. And I'm so glad that this person called it out (laughs) because we both had like a third party involved, right? So we were like expressing our true feelings to this third party. And he's like, listen, instead of talking to me, you two need to sit down and get your friendship figured out first. And that was such a telling moment because I realized even today, it's like, I don't address friendships that intentionally. I don't like go see a friend with the intention of strengthening our bond. It's like, we're hanging out, we're going to have fun. But we could use a little bit more of that intentionality in our friendships. I think also what happened with us, we were probably like four-ish years in to our friendship. And I think both of us, I'll speak for myself. Yeah. I don't want to speak for you fully, but I believe this might have been you too. It's like, we just were like, of course we're friends. Yeah. Like, it's a given. Yeah. It's like, okay, we'll focus on the podcast because we want to grow this podcast. Of course we're friends. Like, we don't need to focus on that. So that's why it took precedence. For sure. But what happens, and I'm saying that because I'm almost sometimes guilty with some of my other long-term friends too. We don't have this podcast that's like bounding us. So I basically just don't reach out to them and vice versa. Yeah. And then months go by when I haven't reached out to them. But in my mind, I'm like, of course, they're still my friend. But that's kind of shitty when you think about it. Like you're not like actually being a good friend and checking in on them. Mm -hmm. So it's something I've been trying to do is just be more conscious to like reach out to like people I consider close friends like every so often and just check in Mm -hmm. at a minimum because like you need to work on your relationships, your romantic relationships, you're taught that you need to forever work on them. And once they just go into like maintenance mode, that's when things are over. Mm -hmm. But you have to do the same for your friendships. Yeah. And then to that point, though, friends are also more forgiving. They are. In friendships. If you don't hear from your friend for like three months or six months, you're not like holding a grudge that you haven't heard from them. But if you're dating someone, you don't hear from them for three months, you're like, 
Okay, this is over. I'm never going to talk to this person again. There is a little bit of like, I think friendships do fluctuate in that way. Sometimes you're away. Sometimes you get together. We can learn more of the intentionality in friendships, but also in relationships. It's like, can we create that space for people to leave and come back as life goes? I don't know. Could that work? I think there's something really beautiful about friendship. It's probably one of the only situations, maybe family too, Mm -hmm. that there isn't this like tit for tat mentality or this feeling like it needs to go a certain way. It's very much a detached love when you think about it. But the downside of it is we take it for granted. And like, yeah, of course, like if I haven't heard from a friend for three months, I'm not going to be like, fuck you. But like, it does wear on your friendship, like subconsciously, because now they're not your go-to person anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's weak in the bond. I think it's different too, personally, when like someone lives around the corner versus they live far away it yeah it's hard to maintain when you're not like living the same lives but that being said like maybe friendships do deserve like that extra emphasis like i've never thought to just be like i'm gonna go fly to new york to visit our friend kiana even though she's one of the people i considered one of my closest friends i usually go visit her when i'm in new york visiting my family mm-hmm. and that's kind of yep. shitty when you think about it but like I think maybe it's like taking that extra step a little more or showing these people that you appreciate them because I do like deep down, I definitely do. Yeah. I'm conflicted about that. I'm definitely (laughs) conflicted about that. I agree. I think friendships could use a little bit of extra effort on everyone's part. But at the same time, friendships are one of those things where you are still living separate lives. So you, you know, you give each other leeway for living the separate lives and then you check in. That's how it's different from relationships because relationships, you're merging lives. Totally. Yes, I get like the extra effort, but how much extra effort is needed? I think about my friends with kids. I know. I love them. Yeah. I respect them. Do I want to see them all the time? Not really. I know. Honestly, because we run out of things to talk about and they probably get so bored of hearing about my childless life. So do I need to like make that extra effort to have that touch point? Yeah, probably check in. But do I need to spend all that time with friends who've now lived a completely different life than me? I don't know. I don't think I do. So, okay, I'm so conflicted on this because I... (laughs) (laughs) I actually remember feeling this way, like, well, now I just have, like, a difference in lifestyle. We're not on the same page. Mm -hmm. But I actually realized that, like, my friends that are married with children crave the same connection that I do. Mm. And I feel like I maybe even, like, pulled back a little because I just assumed they were too busy or they wanted to talk to other people that had children. I think I actually made some false assumptions about that. Mm. And I do, like, a monthly girls' dinner with two of my friends have kids. It's me and one other that does not. And honestly, we're still really close despite us all being in different life stages. Mm -hmm. And I've actually, like, learned that I need to like maybe not give that as much weight as I maybe thought. Mm. But then on the other side, it's like, it's hard because it's like, I want to also be with their children and see them. Do I want to spend every weekend in that lifestyle when I'm not in that life stage? I'll be honest, no. Like, I think like once in a while, of course, but like not every single weekend. So the reality is our friendship is probably never going to be the exact same as it once was when we were in the same life stage. But you could be eventually later in life. This is not a 
yeah. permanent thing. It's just a phase that friendships go through. And I think about what is the balance of keeping my mental health and nourishing a friendship? And it's like the same thing as it's my friends with kids. It's my friends who are workaholics. I need to create my own rules of engagement so that when I'm around them, I know that like after three hours, I'm done. I got to peace out, right? I really got to look out for myself too. I cannot go down the rabbit hole of listening to their kid things for more than three hours. And that actually benefits everyone. I won't look bored. <laughs> and then they can keep talking to the other parents or to the other workaholics about whatever they're going through. I just don't find it as relatable, but I can at least like give them three hours and then peace out. I mean, I think it really comes back to like, are you getting energy from this person anymore? Yeah, yeah. And maybe it's not a life stage thing. Because I have some friends, like you were just saying, that will just talk nonstop about their kids and then others that are not like that. Mm. So maybe it really just comes down to like, do you still feel energized around this person? Do you still feel seen and heard? Like you can hear their life stage, even if it's not the exact same as yours and vice versa. But do you just feel depleted after? Like that's the other side is yeah. when you think about it, this is a weird difference between friendship and relationships too is when that happens in a relationship you'd break up if you were not feeling energized around them but in a friendship you never break up you don't break up you'll maybe fade out like you said the people that you're not energized by maybe you'll give them a couple hours a month or whatever whatever that time frame every couple months but is that actually like serving you in any way or serving them i think sometimes we actually feel like we need to hold on to friendships forever and make them work when they're not working anymore but then that being said like i've also ebbed and flowed with friends yeah some people that I feel like I'm very much on the same page with that I wasn't. And now I feel like I am again. Have you ever had a friend breakup? Yes. It was like a lot of little things that happened. I was in her wedding too. Okay. And she ended up moving away and she didn't even tell me. It was like multiple things that happened. It wasn't like one big blowout and like one ending. But we were like very close friends, like one of my best friends. And then multiple things happened. I think part of it was, to be honest, she wasn't there for me when I was going through a really bad breakup. Mm. Her husband was like talking shit about my ex, which I didn't appreciate. Mm. And then she also just like wasn't there for me. Like they just wanted to go out and party and I like wasn't in that mode. And I kind of felt like with other friends, like it would be like, oh, what do we want to do together? Like, I want to spend time with you. Like, let's figure out a plan that works for the two of us. Where with her, it was like me and my husband are going to be doing X or me and like, um, we're going to be mm. doing this like with a group of friends. Like you're always welcome to join. But it was less like... Of us. Yeah, yeah, like it felt yeah, really... not sh- intentional. Exactly. It felt like I was kind of like along for the ride opposed to like a priority. Mm-hmm. But she was like, oh, you're my best friend, but like wasn't showing that. Mm. So there was a lot. And I think honestly, I was in a growth stage at that point from the experiences I was going through. And like, we just were not on the same page anymore. Mm. But nothing like big happened. We just stopped hanging out as often. But you didn't have a conversation, like a breakup conversation. It wasn't a breakup conversation conversation. It wasn't like an official thing, but I did voice once, like basically by feeling of this, of like, Mm -hmm. it feels like I'm never the priority in that sense. Like you don't carve out time and it wasn't like met very well. It was kind of like, well, I need to prioritize being a wife. And it was just kind of like, well, I have a lot of other friends that are married and I don't experience this with any of them. Yeah. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, it just got to a point like I didn't feel like it was adding anything to my life. So 
All friendships, just like relationships, should feel additive. Yeah. Right? We still should have standards for friendships. The only friend breakup I've had, we didn't have a conversation or anything like that, but the writing was on the wall. A friend that I haven't heard from in a long time because she had two kids all of a sudden called me, asked me to go help her with childcare to fly myself to her. Oh my God, I know who you're talking about. (laughs) And ask for me to help to stay with her and help with her children because her husband was was injured. And I had to put my foot down and create my boundaries and say, no, you can't just expect me to drop my life to help you because all of a sudden you want to reestablish this friendship. Mm -hmm. So when I said no to that, we just never talked again. Yeah. And I think that was very clear. It's just so fascinating how like we just don't close the loop on the friendships like we do. No. And just how different it is from day to day. I want to keep going, but before we do, let's take a quick break for a message. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the high love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATABLE at ViaHemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to ViaHemp.com and use the code DATABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's ViaHemp.com and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from ViaHemp. This episode is made possible by Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out. Listen, I live in Southern California. There is absolutely no need for puffer coats or any sort of those winter jackets. But when I travel anywhere else in the world in these cold months, I'm often burdened with the task of getting winter clothes. And now with Armoire, I can just rent my winter wardrobe. It's brilliant. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash datable. That is armoire.style spelled A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. We are so excited to share with you our new podcast, Exit Interview. Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey, and yet we rate everything in our lives from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review, featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. 
he upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. <laughs> Wait, wow. What? There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. And feedback that will make you swoon. When she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? And maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, knew I was going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So we've definitely talked about how romantic relationships and friendships are different. I feel like there's this core of like, we're together until we find someone else. And I think that's perpetuated by society a lot is that friendships are more transient, Mm -hmm. that it's kind of like a lot of times it's until you meet that person that you're going to spend the life with. Like when you're both single, it's like you're building a life together, but eventually you're going to diverge and like have your own lives. And while I think some of that's natural, I also think it's kind of unfortunate that that's how we think about things. Like I think in an ideal world, like we could build a life with friends, like whether we have a partner or not. Like if you don't have a partner, like I think you could very well decide like your friends are going to be your life partners and build a life together, even adopt children or whatever you wanted to do. Like, it's kind of unfortunate that that's not more normalized in our society or even like having this dynamic where everyone kind of grows up together. But that's just not a norm in our world. You also have to find those friends who want the same things, which is very tough to do because people will change their minds. And I get it, Julie. I think in my ideal world, I share a house with my friends and then I just like have sex with randos, like just, (laughs) you know, have sex for pleasure. And then maybe some romantic relationships along the way. But then my core relationships are with my friends who I live with. I can see that happening. But again, it's just like dating. You got to find someone who wants the same things as you. And that's very tough to do. I know. And it's just the way we've been conditioned that that's not how you do it. So it's really like multiple people really going against the grain on that. Yeah. I mean, I will say, though, like friendship has always been a huge priority to me. Because, you know, I think for me, I will call myself like a later bloomer. I don't want to say I'm like a late bloomer, but I definitely didn't prioritize dating and relationships Mm -hmm. as much like in high school or college and maybe not even to like my mid to late 20s. And I always like really focused on friendship. And like I went to summer camp growing up, like an all girl summer camp. And I think I felt like I can express myself and be myself and it felt really supported. I think there's a beauty especially in female friendship. I don't want to say in non-female friendship because there's other beauties. I've definitely seen (laughs) guy friends have wonderful friendships. But there's something about female friendships that we go like real deep with each other and like really are there for each other to hear. Like I know if I'm going through something, I can always call up one of my close friends. Like I know that they'll have my back. And there's something very beautiful about that. Yeah. I like the fact that you have friends from so long ago that you still keep in touch with and feel close to. I think that's something very admirable. And I also find that very admirable when I'm dating someone who has those kind of friendships. You know, like when I meet a guy who's like, oh, my friends from grade school. Mm -hmm. I'm like, really? You still have friends from grade school that you keep in touch with? I really like that because it shows that they do prioritize relationships and nurturing those relationships. But At the same time, I also feel like people are different in terms of what they need. 
And it's more about understanding what you need from human connection. Mm -hmm. And for some, it's like having that longstanding friendship is really important. For others, like I think for myself, I really love the fact that people come and go in my life. I don't know. The transient nature of friendships really work for my lifestyle for some reason. I love the fact that I'll give an example. My friend Sonica, we hung out all the time in New York and then we parted ways after I left New York. And now we both live in LA together and now we're like hanging out again. I love rediscovering these friendships because it kind of keeps it fresh and then you're like re-getting to know these people again too. There's something really nice about that. But end of the day, what we're saying is all relationships, whether it's platonic or not, still require some sort of effort. We can't just expect people to be default friends for life. Yeah. And I think like, obviously, things are going to change at different life stages. That's a given. Yeah. But I also feel like making time for your friends. I mean, clearly, if you're not getting a value out of it, then do what you want with this information. But most people that are probably too did still see the value of friendship. And like, I think for me, it was something I always said, like, when I'm in a serious relationship, I do not want to be that person that like ditches my friends because yes i've had that happen to me and it's really shitty and you don't want to be that person plus i built up these friendships they weren't like a thing that i just had until i didn't need them anymore like they're important for me yeah and even now like if i go out on my own and hang out with my friends without my partner i feel so much like more rejuvenated mm-hmm. and like this sense of energy that i can bring back to the relationship it fulfills me in a way and i'm happy to have a partner that like encourages me to do that and like sees the value of it. Right. And not to mention, I think it's really fun to do couple things with other couples. Like Mm -hmm. this weekend, I'm going kayaking with one of my friends and her partner with my partner. We do a lot as like couple friends and that's really nice. And it's like a different dynamic than even her and I had, you know? So I think there's a lot of growth and continuation that can happen. The learning there, though, is intentionality. And I can't say this enough because I've made this mistake before and I've had friends who've done this to me, too, where you try to, like, combine different relationships in one outing or one event. So it's like, oh, my partner and I are doing this tag along or my friends are doing this, have the partner tag along. It never works out well because it's not intentional. Mm -hmm. So I think it's so important to have intentional couple time, intentional just time with your friends and intentional time combined people, intentional double date time. Like just make it intentional. Don't try to bring people along because that's the energy that you're going to be putting out to them. It never feels good to be that person. (laughs) Well, that was like what made me break up with my friend that time. I mean, I think like Mm -hmm. I am very conscious of that because I've been there myself. Like I think with anyone that's like a coupled up friend, like I like to have time where it's either me one-on-one with them or like in a small group of just girls. Yeah. And then we also maybe do things with our partners and children or whoever else is in the mix. But I think having the time when it's just us girls, it really changes things. And I know like all my friends like that are also in relationships that have families really value that too. So that's one piece. But then with any single friend, like I'll definitely make sure to balance like times when it's just me and them. And then if I want to bring my partner, like I'll always be like, is it cool if they come or not? And if not, like totally tell me and I won't have them come. Yeah. And they will not be offended. Yeah. Because I don't want to like ever make someone feel like they're like along for the ride and tagging no. along. No. 
Uh, you know, the worst is being the third wheel with a couple who really just want to spend time with each other. But they invited you, I don't know, yeah. just to be nice, which I hate. It's the worst. And then you feel like the third wheel. It's, oh, I hate that feeling so much. Still the best compliment I've ever gotten was from Louise, our friend. And she said yeah. that me and my partner were like her favorite couple to hang out with because it just felt like she was like with friends. Yeah. And I'm yes. like, that's how I want it to feel. Like, I never yeah, want you to... it's intentional. Like, I want you to just feel like it's just the three of us hanging out. It's not like me and him and you. Like, that's terrible. No. And if you ever needed that time with your partner, you would say that. You'd just be like, yeah, I really want to spend some alone time with my partner. Great. <laughs> yeah. A friend would understand that. Exactly. And I'm like, we spend enough time together. Like, we can do this, you know? Like, yeah. I think that's the other side. But yeah, I know friendship, it's really important. I really still believe it isn't undervalued. I think it was interesting to kind of dissect it a little in here because like, I think sometimes in the past, I've thought like, oh, the things that, you know, are more black and white thinking maybe is the way to put it. Like some of the reasons why relationships don't progress is because we don't treat them like friendships or mm. why friendships aren't strong enough is because we don't treat them like relationships. But I like how these relationships can be different and we can see mm -hmm. benefits of both in having just a lot of different additives in our lives. Mm -hmm. It's nice to have like that that one go-to person that will be your partner, but also having the multiple different go-to peoples at the same time. Yeah, remember at the baseline of a romantic relationship is a friendship. You're just building on that friendship. So the friendship part is the through line yes. in all of this, right? I mean, that I think is so, so key because at the end of the day, like that's what's going to get you through the years is when you view your partner as a friend, not as just a romantic interest. You know what? I mean, how many people have you met or relationships you've had where you go, we wouldn't be friends otherwise, <laughs> right? Like there are definitely people I've dated that I'm like, wow, we don't even have yeah. a baseline friendship. I wouldn't be friends with this person. So why am I dating this person? Yeah. We can apply the same thinking now to dating. It's like, at the end of the day, could I just be friends with this person? Oh, I think that's a huge question to ask yourself. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm glad we got to dive into it. You know, this is a fun topic. Yeah. I'm sure we could do another episode in a different dynamic. So if people think that we miss something about friendship or you have a different take, let us know because we can always do a follow-up yeah. on another off-season. Yes. Cool. Okay. Well, you can tell us some topics that you want to hear about when it's just Julie and I winging it for <laughs> winging it on a topic. What do you want us to discuss? We love discussing all the topics you've brought up. So you can email us hellodatablepodcast.com or you can DM us on Instagram at datablepodcast or better yet, put it in the body of your rating and review. Give us five stars on Apple Podcast. And in the body of that review, tell us a dream wish list of topics you want to see discussed yes. on Datable. <laughs> and we'll go through your list. Yeah, we have a new season that's going to be coming in a few weeks. Oh, shit. We got to fill that season. We definitely will take into account some of these ideas so make sure to put them in asap it'll help us out and it'll help you out because you'll get either us or guests or whoever to speak <laughs> on these topics okie dokes we're gonna say goodbye for now we'll see you next week stay, stay datable. datable the datable podcast is part of the frolic media network find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcast you can follow us on instagram at 
Dateable Podcast and visit datablepodcast.com for access to all the episodes in our premium programs. Also, make sure to subscribe today if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform so you are the first to get all the latest episodes. And most importantly, stay dateable. Thank you.